Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. And I'm just checking in on you. Just checking in on you. Just checking in to see how you're doing. How's life in your part of the world, wherever you're at? I hope life is good with you. I hope I hope things that you want to have happen are happening, and when they happen, it actually uh, leaves you with a sense of happiness rather than getting it and being like, I still feel the fucking same. What was the point of that fruitless pursuit? Is that an actual expression? Did I use that correctly? Fruitless pursuit? Fruitless pursuit. Means you go after so that's just like, oh, we went out, we looked for some fruit, we didn't get it. Let's let's find the origin of that. Origin. Back in the day, Quakers would go out and uh, they would pursue fruit. Fruitless. Fruit syndrome. <laughs> oh God, there's so many jokes here I could be making that you can't make anymore. But let's let's see. A fruitless pursuit. Origins. Fruitless pursuit, a gathering. Oh, Jesus Christ. What is this? Is this a fucking. Now, how the fuck do I look up fruitless pursuit and I have a look of one of the worst dressed couples I've ever seen in my fucking life? I give up. A fruitless pursuit. I imagine means you, you went out to go gather some food and you came back afterwards, right? With nothing. Jesus Christ. You know what? If I wasn't so fucking lazy, I would delete all of this. I apologize for whatever the hell I just said for the last 40 seconds. I usually say dumb shit, but like when I'm actually Googling something as I'm doing it, like it becomes even dumber. Or is that dumber than what you actually listen to? I don't know. All I know is the Bruins lost to the Capitals two to one, but Taylor Hall scored an OT sweet goal three on three overtime against the Islanders. The Bruins all of a sudden, with the addition of Taylor Hall, all of a sudden now having two legitimate lines, all of a sudden now looking as though they could make a legitimate run to the Stanley Cup final. I'm loving every second of that. As I, uh, you know, keep an eye on that and the Celtics as I'm studying for this freaking check right here, which I don't even know when the fuck I'm going to take this goddamn thing. I just, I just keep, every day I'm walking it down. Walking it down. Today, I learned about uh, ODPs and, and, and SIDs. You down with ODPs? Yeah, you know me. Obstacle departure procedures and uh, standard instrument departures. That's what SID, yeah. You know what I find? If you just try and memorize it, it just doesn't stick. But if I actually look it up and I watch videos and I understand exactly what the fuck it is, it makes sense. So obstacle departure procedures is that by, when you get to the departure end of the runway, you need to be 35 feet, uh, at least 30, yeah, you'd be 35 feet in the air or something like that. And then you, you, you climb to 400 feet um, before you make your first turn, something like that. I, I, don't, I don't know. And if there's some sort of obstacle that penetrates that zone there's another way you do it there's all of this shit so i just was looking at it watching it and it is as dry as it sounds yet also really fascinating really fascinating all at the same time um what does was stand for wide area augmentation system um jesus 
Anyway, but um, I've been doing all right, man. I, I feel like, you know, I'm finally doing some fucking productive work on myself where I have not snapped. Um, I started to, oh, you know what I did? I went over to this fucking, you know, mom and pop like computer place because I've needed to complete, clean my computer screen for fucking ever. And I have the, I have the juice under the sink to do it. I just don't have the proper towel or cloth. So I go over to the mom and pop place because I don't want to go into a superstore, right? I don't want to do it. But so I go over there and for like the fourth or fifth time I've tried to go over there, it's been closed. And I got out of the car and I started to have a meltdown. I walked up, it says we're open, but the gates are crossed. And I was like, you know, my mask on, like, are you fucking closed? Are you gonna do fucking shit, Nick? I read the hours, they closed at whatever time, you know, it's after I got there, and I was just like, fucking cocksucker, are you fucking cocksucker? I'm gonna fucking cut this fucking place. And then I just stopped. The old me would have been like, I mean, fucking time! I'm fucking cut this motherfucker, mate! And then people would be looking at me in the parking lot, but I, I brought it down. I, was, I literally said out loud, I don't want to get mad about this. I walked to my car. I'm not going to lie to you, rather deliberately. <laughs> got in my car. I counted to 10. I said, I have a beautiful wife. I got two beautiful kids. I got a splash about pool. I'm not going to say it's a pool. You do a cannonball, you're going to break your tailbone, all right? But it is a pool. I'm not bragging. I'm not ashamed. I'm just not 100% satisfied with what it does. All right, it's a giant, it's a big bathtub. <laughs> That's outside. So I got in my car and I, 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 I drove away. I said, you know what? Fuck it. I've tried four or five times this place. I'm going to the superstore. Okay? So I go into the superstore and it is a superstore. It is a store and it is super. It's amazing. You walk in there and there is so much shit. You literally forget what you were going to buy as you're just grabbing shit off the shelf like a fucking grizzly bear. So I went in there, got what I, I you know, I, I, I say to the lady, I go, yeah, hi, I need one of those cloths, you know, you know those cloth things, you know, it's the worst when you don't know what the fuck the name of it is. It's like, you know, like when your computer screen gets all dirty and then you spray this stuff on it, there's a special cloth and she starts, mm-hmm, yep, yeah, what you want to do is go to the computer section. So I go, where do I go? She goes, you go down there and you hang a left, right? And I look and it looked like it was at least a quarter of a mile. Like I was standing next to shirts and way at the end of this aisle, I saw produce. Like that's, <laughs> that's how fucking big this store was. And I said, ma'am, uh, th- that's a long way down. At what, at what point? What am I going to see when I go to make my left here? And she's like, oh, you're going to see the greeting cards. And, I, and she laughs. She goes, yeah, go to the greeting cards and make a left. I say, fine. So I go down, I make a left, go all the way down to the end of the store, and then I get to the fucking computer section, and there's just nobody there. So I was like, okay. And I start looking around, chargers, headphones, gaming systems, iPad accessories, and I can't fucking find it, and there's nobody there. And this is usually when I would start flipping out, talking about skeleton crews, and this has nothing to do with COVID. It has to do with the fact that these fucking assholes have have have, have one employee for every 10,000 feet of fucking square space. Um, 
And then I actually just thought, like, you know, it'd be hilarious if I just started yelling, like screaming, like I was in pain. If I just went like, ow, oh, 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 until somebody came over. So what's the matter? Oh, nothing. There just wasn't anybody here to help me. Listen, you know, what do we call those cloths? You know, just go right into it and not even address that I just did what I did. <laughs> so um, I decided not to do that. And instead, I ended up, I came to the end of the aisle and I saw somebody wearing the vest that was the same color as the sign. So I'm like, they got to work here, right? They had on the blue vest, you know, but it's L.A. I'm like, wait, is this a crip? What am I doing? I don't want to say the wrong thing and, and, and disrespect this person, right? So I come up and right as I'm going to do it, some other lady comes walking in and does the excuse me. Like, you know, I was clearly closer. Like if this was a parking spot, it was my parking spot. She took my guy, right? Another way, I, I would have been muttering behind my mask, you know? You know what I mean? Is, is this what Canada's wants? Is this, is this how Canada's view a fucking fair world? That all, you're, because you're a fucking woman, you can do this shit because you know there's nothing I can fucking do about it. I would have done that shit, but I didn't. I just went, oh, she's going to ask questions, and she's a female, so there's going to be a lot of them. And I'm just going to stand here until this is over. And I stayed for about 90% of it. I said, excuse me. And the guy fucking, you know, he was done, actually, because he went over and he helped me out. And I found the fucking thing. I start wandering around, you know, I grabbed the dishwashing liquid that I needed and, and right there I was done, you know, but then I grabbed a couple of t-shirts, you know, nondescript, you know, t-shirt, right? One of those ones that when it wears out, you don't give a fuck because it doesn't say the thing you were doing when you got it, you know? That's why I, I'm really big on t-shirts that don't have anything on them. <laughs> Because <laughs> I have no emotional attachment to him whatsoever. Like I've, for the longest time, just wanted to go through life dressed like Malcolm Young. It just seems like, you know, it's the rock version of, of Albert Einstein where he just wore the same thing every day. Like Malcolm Young just had a fucking jeans, a, a, a colored t-shirt, no, nothing written on it. And a jean jacket if there was a little bit of a breeze. But that was it. The guy did that for 40 fucking years on the road. And he seemed to do pretty good, right? Um, so anyway, I go all the way around. And I end up seeing, I end up in the kitchen area. And I see this little waffle maker for like little, to make little mini waffles. And my daughter absolutely loves waffles. And when I make them, I make them all like, I'll fucking make waffles. I don't give a shit what time of day it is. All right. She comes in. She asks me if, you know, we have them for dinner. I'll have them in the afternoon, obviously for breakfast. So I see they make these little mini ones. My daughter really likes, you know, when I do the mixer, she likes doing it herself, you know, mixing them up and helping me out and bringing the stool over and all of that. So I'm looking at this going like, how adorable would it be if I bought one of these little mini waffle maker things, right? I'm doing the classic thing. You know what I mean? It's funny as you move through one of those superstores, it's like going from one neighborhood to another. You know what I mean? And it's not like the neighborhood you want to be. Oh, it's a bad neighborhood. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a waffle maker. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing glad. Uh, what am I seeing here? I'm trying to think what I said. I'm seeing bicycles. I'm in the wrong, <laughs> in the wrong part of the store. 
Um, so I take a picture and I send it to my wife and she laughed. She said, I already bought it for her. And normally that would have pissed me off. That's another thing. I'm not really how stupid, how stupid I lived life. I'd be like, you know, yeah, yeah. I would have been like, yeah, of course, course you did. Of course you did, right? Of course you already fucking, because you fucking, fucking buy everything, right? I would have flipped out. I just, no, nope, not doing that. Not doing that, okay? It's adorable. It's going to get her into cooking. And one of the nicest things you can do for somebody is cook for them, right? So it's fine. I don't care. So anyway, I get all of this shit, right? Did I buy some food? I bought some food, didn't I? Yeah, I bought a little thing of cookies. I came in there to get this fucking cloth and some dishwashing liquid. I bought two T-shirts. I bought a bag of cookies. I know there was other shit. I bought some sponges because you can never have enough sponges. Um, two T-shirts, sponges. It's like that fucking annoying Christmas song. And the fucking cloth to wipe my computer, right? So I go up there, and they got the self check out I don't do that shit I'm like fuck you I don't work for you and if I do you're gonna fucking pay me so I'm standing in line and uh I get behind this lady and she is a chatty fucking Kathy and the fucking dude working there is engaging it's like stop humoring her just get to the th- and I finally just say you know what fuck this this is upsetting me I don't want to get upset you know what I'm going to go over to the self-checkout. Fuck it. And I go over there. And I show up. I just say, fuck it. And I start scanning shit. And you know what? I'm scanning shit. And I hate to say this. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it because I no longer had to listen to that fucking idiot running her goddamn yap, trying to show how much personality she has, whatever the fuck it is she was doing, trying to win the, the, the most gregarious customer of the day fucking award, never turned around. This is the shit that pisses me off, like lack of empathy, that there's people behind you that don't give a fuck about your story. What they give a fuck about is you shutting up, taking your shit out of your dumb little plastic fucking basket, putting it on the fucking counter. At some point, she was looking in her phone. She goes, well, if I can get that for less, you know, I'm gonna. What's the number? Like she was going to make a phone call? I didn't, even, I didn't even know what was going on. So I go over there and I'm scanning all of that shit. I put it in the thing. It took two seconds. It was a great experience after all these years of fucking shitting on that thing. I'm still not 100% sold because I know I'm working for free. But I never thought the upside is I don't have to stand behind some shithead running their yap, not giving a fuck that there's now six people behind you. Right? Like, you ever drive down a street and there's somebody just like, they don't pull over to the side of the road, they just stop. And then you're behind them and they do like the wave around. It's like you didn't even inch over, you didn't put your blinker on, you didn't put your hazard on. You f- and then when you fucking beep at them, they have the fucking ner- nerve to look at you like, what? What did I do? What did you do? What didn't you do? Right? So, long story short, I do all of this bullshit. I didn't snap. I had a great fucking time. New experience. Self-checkout. It wasn't as bad as I thought. 
It got me away from that broad who was going to piss me off. I get home. I fucking unpack everything. And as I'm unpacking it, I'm like, wait a minute. Where's the fucking computer cloth with the little spray bottle? I put it in the basket. I don't remember. I fucked up. I don't know if it was in the bottom and I didn't see it. I don't know what it was, but the main fucking reason that I went to this goddamn superstore and ended up in a self-checkout, everything that I hate, I didn't fucking, you know, I didn't get upset in the fucking store, right? I get home and I don't have the thing. The main reason why I went out, I don't have that thing. And guess what? I didn't give a shit. I said, oh, you got to be kidding me. Really? My mother-in-law was over. I said, do you believe I did that? And she laughed. And I just said, oh, well, I guess I'll go back to tomorrow. So there you go. There's hope. Now, what's fun, what I'm finding now is when I tell the story where I didn't get anger, angry, I still have some, I still had a lot of anger for that lady, I would say. You know? I don't know. It's not that she's telling the story. It's just that it's socially unacceptable for me to be like, lady, for the love of God, there's six people behind you. Are you hitting on the guy? Just get a number. What are you doing? The fuck are you doing? You're single, aren't you? I bet you are. I fucking bet you are. Who the fuck wants to stand around listening to that yap? You better lock something down soon before your looks go, lady. I'll tell you that right now because nobody, and I mean, actually, I can't say that. Somebody does. Somebody's going to look at her one day and have a little mini heart attack and just fall in love with her. And they be, what do you, what do you, what do you, what was it about her? I just, I don't know. She just never shuts the fuck up. And I love everything. The endless stream of shit that just comes out of her mouth. It just, it just, it brings peace to my heart. Like somebody is going to fall in love with that. And I, I, I need, if I'm really going to grow as a person, I, I need to respect that. <laughs> so ironically I don't have a meltdown but I come home and my daughter was just fucking having all kinds of a meltdown right she's been watching you know a little bit too much of the fucking TV and shit so I go come on let's go outside and ride bikes and she goes I don't want to I said come on let's ride bikes she goes okay can you take me to the park I'm like I can't it's rush hour by the time we get over there it's gonna have to come home feed you and put you to bed so she has a friggin' meltdown. She doesn't want to go outside. It takes like 10 minutes to get her shoes on. And I'm thinking in my head, once she gets on the bike, she'll be fine. She just meltdown, 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 meltdown. Now we're down in the garage, meltdown. She won't. She's just sitting there and I'm riding the bike thinking, okay, I'll ride a bike and maybe she'll jump in. Doesn't jump in. And finally, I stop riding the bike. And then she tells me that I owe her an apology. I'm like, I didn't do anything wrong. I just asked you to play with me and ride bikes. And she's like, Dad, how come, how come... Sometimes I have to do what you want me to do. I, I want to, I don't, why are adults tell me what to do? I don't want, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, this is like me in that superstore, not wanting to use the self-checkout. Um, why do I have to work for free? So I kind of respected what she was saying. I was like, look, because I'm your father and, you know, I've lived a little more life than you and I know, I know it's good for you. She goes, why can't I watch TV? I go, because you're going to get dumb and fat. I mean, I just tell her, how, tell it like it is. That's what's going to happen. You're going to be a, a dumb fatty just sitting there watching TV. 
And uh, so finally we end up getting inside. I just say to hell with it. We don't ride bikes. We get inside. She's still having a meltdown and all that stuff. And finally I go, why don't you just go in your room and lay down? Because I asked her, I go, did you take a nap today? She said yes, but she laid down. I go, go in there and just lay down. She goes, I want you to come in there with me. So I say, fine. So I go in. You know, I lay down. She's laying in her bed. I'm laying on the floor. And I don't know, like three minutes later, she is like just passed out. Totally passed out. And I was like, all right. And I waited till she was really asleep. And then I just snuck out. And I put on a little movie called Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. Starring Clint Eastwood and Jeff Bridges and George Kennedy. And I am... I have not seen this movie in forever. It's on Hulu with the Cinemax uh, appendix that you got to get that attachment thrown on it too. And um, I forgot how funny Clint Eastwood was. You know, he made a lot of funny movies when I was growing up, but, you know, somewhere in like after uh, The Unforgiven, when he went on yet another like Oscar tear or whatever, um, he was making, you know, Gone Baby, Gone, no, oh, not Gone Baby, Gone, uh, Million Dollar Baby. He was making all these, those types of movies. And, you know, when I was growing up, he was either killing everybody or just making you laugh. You know, he was either, he was either riding with an orangutan, tan, I always thought it was a tang, orangutan or fucking blowing somebody's brains out. <laughs> Needless to say, he's been one of my favorites forever. So I put that movie in, and uh, I just watched that. Now I came out here to do my podcast, and as far as I know, my daughter is still sleeping. Poor thing. She got all fucking overwhelmed or whatever. She's a good kid, though. Um, all right, here we go. Let's do, uh, let's do some reads here. I can find out where this is. Oh, listen to the, uh, this this week's episode. It's not up yet of Anything Better, uh, the podcast I do with Paul Verzi. Paul Verzi tries to convince me to watch Netflix's new true crime hit uh, about the son of Sam. And um, he <laughs> he does his best to try to convince me because they have like a new there's some new theories out there that he didn't act alone and blah 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 and all of this shit and as much as I wanted to believe what he was saying this is also a man who when he watched Kurt and Courtney like for 10 days straight I could not convince that man that Courtney and Love did not murder Kurt Cobain he was convinced the man was convinced. All right, let me do some reads here. Um, all right, look who it is, everybody. It's my bookie. How the fuck you doing? Ah! All right, baseball and basketball season are long. And went up to with up to 400 potential matches a month, you can make each and every one matter by having skin in the game with mybookie.ag. 
Uh, whether you're placing a wager on your favorite team player or just looking for kicks, my bookie gives you the best odds and tons of options to make all your favorite sports a hell of a lot more exciting. Bet on, uh, it says preferred sport. Am I supposed to fill in the blank here? I don't know. Bet on the upcoming NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. Take advantage of odds on upcoming match slash event. I don't know, boxing, UFC. The odds on me ever using uh, self-checkout again. I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. Or hit up the MyBookie Casino for the full-fledged experience. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to do self-checkout unless... This is my new rule. If you're a, running your fucking yap and you're not shutting up and the goddamn person behind the counter is actually enjoying the conversation, I'm getting the... I'm, 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 fuck it. I'm using... I am using the self-checkout because at this point, I hope you lose your job. See how well I'm doing with my temper? Um, or hit up the MyBookie Casino for a full-fledged experience where weekly blackjacks tournaments uh, give you and your friends a crack at prize pools of up to 50,000 people. I just realized every time black people always say everything black is negative, right? Blackjack. Blackjack, you win money. There you go. Look at me being uplifting. Bringing races together, maybe? Kidding. All right, go to mybookie.ag. Sign up now and use promo code BURR to get your first deposit matched up to 1000 bucks. Let them know we sent you. That's mybookie.ag, promo code BURR, B-U-R-R, to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie. All right. Oh, headspace, man. Headspace, wouldn't it be great if there was a pocket-sized guide that helped you sleep, focus, act, be better? I could have used that today in the superstore. Uh, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditation in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is, the is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really... Uh, Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed? Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Need some help falling asleep? Headspace has wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditation you can do with your kids. Really? How the hell do you do that? Headspace. Don't touch me. Don't stop. Stop touching him. It's the Bill Cosby bit. Headspace approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well, well-being. Improved sleep is huge, people, because they're, they're now finding, I guess, connections to, uh, possibly connections to dementia and um, Alzheimer's with, uh, I don't know, how sleep helps to prevent that, I should say. I don't know. Headspace is back, but I said that, not Headspace, Okay. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. That's amazing right there. You can tell how much people need to try and find a little bit of peace here. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing med meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. You deserve to be happier to feel happier. And Headspace is a meditation is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash burr. That's headspace.com slash burr for a free one month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Heads, uh, head to headspace.com slash burr today. Jesus. Um, anyway, 
where the hell was I? What the heck was I talking about there? Um, all right. Look at me getting all these damn text messages. Just blowing up. It's blowing up. I'll tell you what I'm doing tonight. I'm going to fucking take an Epsom salt bath. That's it. I'm going to look at my flashcards. How can I do that? My hands will be wet. Oh, well, well fuck the flashcards. I'll look at them once. I, I'll fall asleep looking at my flashcards. And um, I don't know. I got this weird. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I have this weird thing where um, I'm loving being like totally sober, but also am like terrified of the fact that I'm never going to get fucked up again. <laughs> Because, you know, I don't know. Because it's fun. There, I said it. There's like a few times like I really want to like just, I don't know. I want to get fucked up because I'm stressed and I think I need a drink. And that's usually, that's the wrong reason to drink. Then there's other times it's like, I don't have anything to do. And I just think, you know how fuck, because, you know, I, I really said no to a lot of shit. I'm starting to do that now so I can be more relaxed, not be so fucking overwhelmed. In fact, I was just talking to somebody on the phone. They said, uh, you sound uh, not happier. Um, you sound relaxed, more relaxed. So I was like, all right, so something's working here. Um yeah, I, I, I would lie to you. There's a few things that I really think about, you know? It's funny as I always think about them doing them alone, too. That's what's hilarious. And, you know, they always say, like, um, you know, if you drink alone, that's a bad thing. If you do this shit alone, it's a bad thing. It's like, there's other theories. It's like, or, you know, maybe, you know... You got fucked up as a kid, and if you were alone, you were safe, so you kind of like being alone. There is that. You know? I remember one time talking to my buddy DeRosa about drinking alone. He goes, I love drinking alone. I go, I fucking love it, too. I love it. I loved it. I didn't feel any shame or anything like that. I, I could just sit there and entertain myself. I would think funny thoughts, chuckle to myself. This <laughs> granted, this before I had kids and shit, but I really enjoyed it. But I am afraid the same way if I have a dessert, then I'm going to eat bad for like a week if I don't immediately have a fucking salad. Um, if there was a way for me to just like go out, you know, and just do it and then just not do it again for a while. So what I'm thinking of, I'm going to, tr I'm going to experiment with that Everybody's like, don't do it, don't do it. Not with drinking. I just don't want to end the streak, you know? I think I'm coming up on like 900 days, I believe, in a few days, right? So I'm thinking of like, you know, I got my buddies coming out here. I haven't smoked a cigar since February. I smoked cigars in January and February. I didn't smoke in March and April, so it's two to two. I don't want to smoke this month, so I'll be up three months to two. And then in June, you know, just for the excitement of it, I'll tie it up, you know, keep everybody guessing. Um, all right, I know, I'm out of my fucking mind. I'm trying, all right, I'm trying. What do you want from me? Okay, um, all right, that's the podcast here. Just a little quick half hour. Are you like me? Are you trying to figure out why you're so fucked up? Um, that's what I'm doing. Um, 
anyways, have a great weekend, you cunts. We got a little bit of music here picked out by the great Andrew Themelis. And afterward, uh, we'll have a bonus half-hour special of the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. And, you know, if you're in line in a superstore, you know, glance over your shoulder, okay? Just see what's behind you. And, you know, you don't have to, but it'd be nice if you just shut the fuck up and make it happen. The fucking yammering. Even when I pulled out of this superstore, this fucking guy in front of me, right? He's got his card. He sticks the card in, and then he gotta, you got to scan the sales slip to show that you paid for something so, you know, the parking's free. And he's fucking sitting there like he's waving a flag. Like somebody, like, you know, you ever see like when somebody like, uh, you know, at the end of a drag race? an illegal one there's somebody who like or waves the flag to fucking get you going he's waving the receipt like that it can't pick it up and i'm just sitting there looking at his dumb hand connected to his stupid arm connected to that body that has that fucking hard drive sitting right on the top of his head i don't know how many gigabytes but the guy and i'm not a computer guy but it just was you know Remember how big and thick the old fucking laptops were? That's what his fucking head was like. And I'm just sitting there looking at this guy. And he finally gets it to work. And I'll tell you, I pulled up. The gate barely went down. I stuck the card in. I stuck the thing out. The, 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 the thing for my shit. And I left half of it in the goddamn basket. As I'm calling this guy a moron. It went right back up again. And I can't even tell you how superior I felt in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. All right, peoples, I'll talk to you on Monday. Yeah, I think this is going to be another one of those fun. Monday morning podcast for Monday, May 13th, 2013. How are you? How's it going? Uh-oh, May 13th, 2013. A lot of 13s. Are you superstitious? Do you think 13's an unlucky number? Let me ask you this. Why? Why do you think it's unlucky? Because you were told that from the day you were born? You know, stay away from that 13. It's a fucking bad egg. Really? Yeah, it's a, it's a number. You know, about 13, you can't get to 14. You, you realize how fucking childish that is? Like all these hotels where they, they, they call the 13th floor the 14th floor. You know? It's like, dude, we're on the 13th floor. I don't give a shit what you call it. 
You start calling an apple an orange, I bite into it, it's still a fucking apple. You know, I, I, I don't understand, like, the thing that I will never get past is how fucking childish adults are. That you know these, ho these fucking hotels had to not have a 13th floor because there's so many fucking people that believe in that horse shit that they literally will, they won't, I don't want to stay on the 13th floor. Why? Because you're worried the 14th floor is going to collapse onto it? You stupid fucks. You know, and you know what kills me? No, Bill, what kills you? Well, I'll tell you, God damn it. What kills me is how, because of the dollar, these fucking people, they, they, they pander to them. Do you, I want to get a room in the hotel. Okay, we got 1306. Oh, I can't stay on the 13th floor. I, I, I can't stay. I need another floor. 13's unlucky. And what do they do? They give them another floor. You know? Right there they should be like, well, listen, why don't you fucking grow up? What do you think? We used a less grade of, of, of quality concrete when we made that floor, you asshole. You know what? Fuck you. We don't want you staying at this hotel. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, it's like that guy up in Toronto, right? Maple Leafs fan. Who made the Toronto stronger sign. And the, the, the amount of outrage on that. It's like, how old are people? You know? You're going to get upset by that? Don't make fun of our sign! You know, and then you're looking at the guy like, what, you think he actually supports the terrorists? Like, how fucking old are people? Drives me up the fucking wall. I, I saw that. I actually, I didn't see the sign. Somebody tweeted to me that, you know, that someone made that sign. And it made me laugh. Because I knew what he meant. I know he doesn't support the fucking terrorists. You know, what happened was. That Boston Strong came about because of those attacks. And then the Bruins started wearing it. And after you see enough pictures, unlike Marshawn and those guys, which says Boston Strong, it kind of also morphs into we're saying that our team's stronger than your team. That's all it is. I'm not going to lie to you. The ribbon was a little far. All right? But what the fuck? Can we just be adults and stop getting, stop getting fucking outraged? Oh, I'm saying we. I got to stop doing that. That's the most annoying thing ever. Can a number of you become adults? Okay? And stop having outrage over absolute fucking bullshit. And maybe have it about something that affects your fucking life. Like these banker cunts. You know? The ones you give your check to every week, every week who are robbing you fucking blind. Can you have outrage about that? How about that? Instead of a fucking sign or pink socks. You know, you're not wearing pink. You don't support. Ah, oh, just go fuck yourself. Sorry. Jesus, where the hell did that all come from? You know why? Because it's May 13th. And then 7. Seven. 7's lucky. Can somebody, for, um, for the love of fucking God, tell me why 7's lucky? And don't even tell me because it wins on the first roll and craps. Because after that, if you don't roll it then... It, you, you, you fucking crap out on it more time than, than not. Why is seven lucky? Because of Burt Jones? What the fuck number was Joe Theismann? Wasn't he number seven? 
And he got his leg fucking shattered, dude. Got it fucking shattered. <clears throat> Joe Theismann with that fucking... That one goddamn bar across, you know? I don't know. All right? It's not an unlucky day. And if yeah, Friday the 13th, bad things come in threes. How old are you? When are you going to fucking grow up and grab this steering wheel, you know, and just stop letting the car float around and you're living your whole life through fate? You know, I fucking hate when people hate when people are going for something and they don't get it and then they just go, oh, you know, I guess it wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant to be. You just fucking, you know. You just fucking throw it up in the air like a bunch of fucking confetti. That's your life. How about if you didn't fuck it up, it would have been uh, meant to be, you know? Uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about here. Um, anyways, I am in Boston, Massachusetts right now, and um, I'm going to go to the game tonight, game seven. The only happy thing about that, it's gone seven games. Um, but I've, I've learned to be, I've learned that this is how the Bruins do it this year. They take the first two periods off and then they decide to start playing. Oh, no, no, no. Earlier this year, they play the first two periods. They'd score two goals and then the other team would gradually tie it up and then we'd lose in overtime. It's been one of the most frustrating years as a fan. I still love them. I still support them, but, um, you know. I, I, I fucking knew it. I sound like Verzi, but I called it after game four. I know yesterday I tweeted that thing. You know, I was trying to have, give the Bruins something positive where I said the Toronto Sun was going to say Blue Jays soar, Leafs fall. But if you really look at my tweet after game four, yeah, four, when we went up three games to one, where I said this series isn't over, I don't want to go back to Toronto. Toronto doesn't deserve to be down three games to one. And I got all that shit from fucking Bruins fans. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about now? Why were you ignoring that that series couldn't have easily been two to two, if not three one the other way? You know, and not to take anything away from Toronto, but when you don't fucking show up ready to play in the, in the playoff playoffs, you know, what do you think's going to happen? If you don't fucking turn it up a notch until the final 10 minutes of the game. And what fucking kills me is whenever they do that, then, then they go out and they score a goal. I don't know what it is. I love the Bruins too much to ever say that I don't think that they have what it takes this year. But um, that's what they keep doing. You know? I feel like Toronto has played more consistently. They shit the bed game one, without a doubt. But uh, other than that, they played great game two. Game three, we kind of got them, but they didn't play bad. And game four was a fucking classic. And then I don't know what we've been doing the last two games, just skating around like we're out there, the ice capades. Like, oh, maybe this is the game we can close them out. So, um, but I have faith. I think we're going to do it tonight. I think they're actually going to fucking maybe come out with the same intensity that they had in the final 10 minutes of the last two games. I hope they do, or else we're going to lose. And you know what? We're going to we're gonna 100% deserve it. And uh, 
I don't hate Toronto or their fans. There's always a couple of cunty people on Twitter, but I, in general, I like them. And I actually went to a Bruins-Toronto game a few years ago. I liked them up there. And uh, congratulations and thank you to the Ottawa Senators for knocking out the hated Habs. I actually watched the replay of the game, wanting to totally enjoy watching all the Canadian fans filing out of the building. And you know what? They didn't. Some of them did, but there's always fair-weather fans. But I got to tell you, I actually uh, was impressed. Like 80 to 85% of the Habs fans stayed there. And in the end, even though they were losing like 6-1, to one, they all got up, gave their team a standing ovation, sang that stupid Olay, Olay, Olay song. And I was like, you know what? Those are awesome fans. You know? In Toronto, if you lose tonight, I want to tell you, you have to blame the Canadians, the Canadian fans. All right? Because you guys were already in a bad way until they put that fucking Patrick Walk hex on all of Canada. What they did to arguably the greatest goaltender who ever played the game, the way they fucking humiliated him. And they haven't learned a thing. They haven't learned a thing. They still do that sarcastic cheer when their fucking goaltender's getting shelled. They're just always going to be these fucking croissant-eating cunts. Spoiled fucking brats. The most spoiled fans I've ever seen in my fucking life. The, the way that they treat their own players is, is, is horrific. All right? What they did to Patrick Watt, not only fucked them for God knows how long, put a hex on their team. What they did was so disrespectful to the game of hockey that was created in Canada. Not only have the Montreal Canadiens never won another cup since that moment, no other team in Canada has won it. Look at the Vancouver Canucks. They were up two games to none. They had the Bruins right where they wanted them. And then what? Burroughs got fucking possessed, decides to bite. Who the fuck did he bite on the Bruins? They woke up the bear. And they proceeded to lose four of the next five games. And Lord Stanley stayed down in the lower 48. Sorry. Sorry for all the hockey talk to all the ladies out there and for all the guys out there who don't watch fucking hockey because you'd rather watch what? Baseball? Is that what you'd rather watch? Great day for a ball game. It's 0-0 uh, zero, zero here in the uh, fourth inning. A uh, lovely Mother's Day afternoon. There's a ball outside, and uh, this is the 79th pitch of this at bat. I'll tell you, he's having a heck of a bat. There's a ground ball to second base. Slips it over to first. Two outs here in the fourth inning. I'll tell you, when you look at this Boston skyline, you know, it's just... It's just really wonderful. I like uh, some of my favorite buildings to stare at while I watch this game that's called a sport. Um, I'm sorry. I just can't. I cannot get into fucking baseball. I tried watching the Red. I watched the Red Sox in so long. Like, I didn't even. I. Poppy's the only guy left on the team that I even know. It's just been so fucking long since I watched it. You know? It's just everybody was testing positive for steroids, and I was just like, look, either legalize them or get them out of the goddamn game, all right? But stop telling me, getting me all excited about shit, and then four years later telling me it didn't really count. You know what I mean? I still love baseball, but uh, I don't know. How do I watch that when playoff hockey's going on? You know what I mean? How about those L.A. Kings? Huh? Now, right there, that's that's 
As a sports fan, that's what I like to see. They go down two games to none, and then they just kind of look around like, oh, are we going to stop fucking around here? And then they just immediately turn it on. That's very impressive considering they won the cup last year, and usually you have the little hangover there. So, uh, all right, I'm done fucking yapping about hockey. Let's let's get on with the podcast here. Um, so I'm going to go to the game here tonight. Now I'm still talking about hockey. And I got a good feeling that we're actually going to try and uh, we're actually going to try tonight. <laughs> That's what I would just like at this point. If we could just maybe try for fucking three periods, actually play up to our potential. We still might not win, but can we, can we go down swinging? Can we just fucking do that? Um, anyways, here's something that somebody sent me. Um, they're working on this microchip that will save your memory. Scientists set to implant device to preserve experiences into brains. A group of U.S. researchers believe that a microchip that will help create memories in damaged brains could be implemented into human volunteers in the next two years. The scientists from the University of Southern California, Wake Forest University, and others have been looking into the, what is it, the hippocampus, the part of the brain that is vital in forming long-term memories for around a decade. Okay, they've been doing this. So this is, this is their way in. So these wonderful researchers at USC and Wake Forest as always, their hearts are in the right place. But what kills me is it's like as they're creating this thing, I always wonder, do they sit around when they create something like this? And did they ever go, good Lord, what if this falls into the wrong hands? What if somebody like Dick Cheney or Donald Rumsfeld... <laughs> Or any one of those other guys that looks like they don't even have a fucking heartbeat. What if it falls into their hands? What are they going to do with this shit? I'm telling you. We're all going to be... I'm, we're, I, I might not be microchipped in my lifetime, but I will tell you this. At some point in my lifetime, and I figure they're going to do it through some sort of, like... They're going to scare the fuck out of people that their babies are going to get kidnapped. All right, and that what they're going to do is eventually they're going to pass a law that all babies born from this day on for their own safety and their own protection will be microchipped. All right, it's going to creep out a guy like me who isn't microchipped, but I'm going to die off. And then what's going to happen is just people from day one are going to have a microchip in them and they're not going to question it. And occasionally, somebody will question it, and then they'll just be like, what are you, a fucking conspiracy theorist? Do you realize that if every human being was microchipped, do you realize the ability to revolt, how limited it is? If you ever were to be suddenly under an oppressive power, if everybody was microchipped, you know? And this is what kills me, is I know you, this, most of you are rolling your eyes going, this sounds like crazy talk. You know why? Because you would never do something like that. You know? I don't fucking know. Anyways, let's get into some advertising. That's a nice setup. It's a nice setup from advertising. All right, everybody. Right out of the gate. All right? I've been telling you this for years. You don't have to go to the post office anymore. There's nothing. Okay, stamps.com. Here we go. 
There's nothing instant about getting postage from the post office. Driving there, parking there, it's a waste of time. So use Stamps.com instead. Instantly get postage for any letter or package right from your desk. Stamps.com is so quick and easy to use that even a moron like me can use it. I send out all my DVDs, every last one of them, to all my stand-up gigs. And I do it whenever I want, two in the morning, two in the afternoon, while I'm eating cereal, while I'm not eating cereal. Buy and print official U.S. postage using your own computer and printer. Stamps.com will send you a digital scale that automatically calculates the exact postage you need. They'll even help you decide the best class of mail based on your needs. No guesswork. Plus, it's convenient. Take care of your mailing and shipping whenever you need to, 24-7, right from your desk. You'll never have to go to the post office again. Just breathe that in, everybody. Isn't that wonderful? Um, Endorsement. Here we go. I use stamps. I already did that. I already told them I did it. What am I going to say it again? Uh, right now, use my last name, Burr, B-U-R-R, for this special offer. No risk trial plus a $110 bonus offer that, offer that, <laughs> that includes a digital scale and up to $55 free postage. Sorry about saying bonus awful. That was a Freudian slip when I was thinking about this read. Um, do it right now. Don't wait. Go to stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the home page and type in Burr. B-U-R-R, that's stamps.com. Enter Burr. All right, one more here. Strap yourselves in. Personal capital. Personal capital. Two things suck about managing your money. It's hard to keep track of. You got stocks, bonds, 401k, IRA, bank accounts, etc., all on different sites with their own username and password. Then you pay someone to management, and you uh, to manage it, and you're probably paying too much. That's why you got to go to personal capital. It takes under a minute to set up. Just go to the podcast page on BillBird.com and click on personal capital banner, on the personal capital banner. Excuse me. Then you can see your whole net worth and how each asset is performing on one screen on your computer or through their app on your phone or tablet. Tablet. What the hell's a tablet? Is that like an iPad? It sounds very biblical. Just pictured myself in a long robe with a white beard holding my tablet. Um, then it shows you how much you're paying money managers and brokers and fees and how much you can reduce those fees and even gives you specific areas where you can improve your investment strategy. Basically, what, what should have been done all the, the entire time is now finally being done. All right? This thing is really... As a really smart way to make your uh, your money grow quicker. It's run by a former CEO of PayPal, and it's totally free. Totally free, everybody. To sign up for free, go to the podcast page on BillBird.com and click on the personal capital banner. There you are. All right. So anyways, back to the damn podcast here. Um, as mentioned before, I'm here in Boston, and uh, you know what I didn't realize that I missed? I, I miss the Chinese food here in Boston, all right? And I ate so much of that shit. I left Boston, Massachusetts in 1995. <clears throat> in 1995. And uh, at that point, I had gotten drunk so many times and ended up in a Chinese food restaurant that to even smell Chinese food made me, I almost got sick, all right? So now every time I've come back to Boston, I've always avoided it. And I remember one night being at the Laugh Factory talking to Dane Cook, and he told me he had just come back from Boston, and the first thing he did 
was he went out and got a poo-poo platter and ate all this fucking Chinese food. And I almost got sick as I was listening to him. Chicken fingers, crab rangoon, all this East Coast Chinese food. I was so fucking sick of it. And I, and I was actually laughing to myself as he was telling me the story, like thinking to myself that this guy must really love Chinese food, you know? And then I realized that he doesn't drink like me, so he probably didn't OD on it like an asshole at 3 in the morning for 20 years straight like I did. Not 20 years, more like 8, but it, was, but it felt like 20, you know? So anyways, the other night, um, I had an amazing night. Uh, I went to my alma mater. And uh, old Billy Redface got himself an award. And uh, it was a very overwhelming night, actually. I couldn't even get through my friggin' speech. I had to, like, cut it short because I was getting all emotional like a little little fucking schoolgirl there. Uh, what I meant to say that night, by the way, for anybody who was there, was that Emerson College, it really changed my life because I was absolutely flailing in my life. <laughs> At that point, I was a 22-year-old. I had just finished my freshman year of college at 22, and I didn't take any time off. I was going to college <laughs> from the time I graduated until the time I was 22. All right? Basically three and a half, four years at that point. Um, and I, I had just finished my freshman year. I was a convicted drunk driver. I had a giant orange afro. I didn't have anything. I had nothing going on. And uh, I transferred to Emerson College. And then immediately, I don't know, I, 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 those kids were the same kind of weird that I was. Some more weird, some less weird, but in general. And I got there with this, the, the sole purpose of getting over the fear of standing in front of a crowd. So every class, basically at that school, you could somehow ham it up and get out in front of the class. And that's what I did. And I got involved in radio because I felt like if I, I could just, I could talk on a mic to people that I couldn't see. And uh, I don't know, within a year, there was a talent contest. The next thing you know, I'm doing stand-up comedy. So uh, that's what I wanted to say. So thank you to Emerson College and thank you for giving me the award. It was unreal. Unreal night. Stephen Wright, former Emerson uh, student, actually presented the award. Said a bunch of nice things, and it was uh, it was it was too much, too much. I got to tell you that. So anyway, so later on that night, um, no, I was literally. I got to go back to that. I was literally blown away. You know, this is a guy that I saw make Johnny Carson like laugh like I'd never seen him laugh like you could tell that he knew that he it, this just wasn't another comic that this was one of those guys that comes along once every 15 20 25 years and um, to have him present in the war it was just it was amazing so definitely a big thanks to him so anyway so later on that night I hook up with some of my family I'm having a couple of beers and I you know and it's like the next thing you know it's two in the morning I'm in the outskirts of Boston. Everybody's getting hungry. There's only one fucking thing left to do. Let's go get some Chinese food. And I'm thinking, I don't want to get Chinese. I didn't think really think one way or the other. And we sat down at this place, the fucking Tahiti, out in Dedham, Massachusetts. 
and sat down. We got crab rangoon. We got that those gelatinous fucking ribs. I got some egg rolls, some fried rice, and I have to tell you, it was fucking delicious. The greatest things I've had, uh, the greatest meals I've had since I can remember. And I know it all went straight to my artery, and it's still sitting in there, and I'm amazed that I don't have chest pains right now. Um, I, 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 I'm smart enough to not go get it again, but that's how good it was because then I'll OD on it again, but I'm, I'm fucking pissed that I didn't get chicken. Chicken fingers are fucking gross, though. It's basically, it looks like uh, <clears throat> like Dikembe Mutombo's finger, except lighter, but just as long. Do you remember when, in Living Color when they used to make fun of Arsenio putting that one finger in the air and they made it like extra long? That's the shape of it. I don't know what part of the chicken is shaped like that. That was the big joke. Chickens don't have fingers. What the fuck is this? It's basically like 9 million chickens. They all mash together, and then they just start chopping them up in the shape of a giant fucking index finger. Then they bread the shit, and they deep fry it. Then they give you some duck sauce, and then you eat it at 2.30 in the morning, and it goes right to your fucking heart. Um, so anyways, I don't even know what the point of that story is. Was I, am, I, am I literally giving a shout-out to food at this point? Why not? Anyways, oh, by the way. I'm doing. Uh, I'm gonna be in Las Vegas this this weekend coming up at the Mirage Casino. I think there are a couple of tickets left. This is my big, you know, first time I've ever headlined Las Vegas um, at one of the major casinos. I've done some of the smaller ones, but this is the first time. So I feel like this is my first official one. So. Uh, I'm basically going to be coming out on stage the way the Bruins play in the final 10 minutes of a playoff game. <laughs> Except I'm going to do it from the beginning to the end. Hopefully. Hopefully I don't have a letdown. Um, so anyways, uh, whoever's going to be out there, I hope to see you guys. And with that, with that, let's get to, uh, let's get to some, uh, let's get to some emails for this week. Uh, been some phenomenal emails over the last couple of weeks, and I think this week's going to be no different. So let's delve in, shall we? Um, oh, before I do that shit, by the way, somebody told me about, I think I was on the Bob and Tom show, and they told me about this Daily Mail website, and it's one of the most depressing websites I've ever been to in my life. Terror at the Mother's Day Parade. This is this is the headlines. Horrific moment. Three gunmen open fire in broad daylight during street festival, leaving 19 people, including two young children, injured. Uh, judge bans girl, 14, from every school in county after she films herself mercilessly beating another student as a gang of 30 classmates watch. So they're already depressing you. And then they try to fucking lighten it up by a little bit by saying a braless Jennifer Aniston is steered around by Justin. I don't know who Justin is. I guess that that's her boyfriend. But even then, it's kind of negative. He's steering her around like, what, Jennifer can't go where she... I want to go into Amber Crumby. Get over here, bitch. Um, I got a couple. Of, are these the worst passengers of all time? Bloggers expose the rudest, most disgusting commuters in New York. One of them's just a girl eating food. I don't think that that's bad. 
Another one's a fucking out of shape transvestite or cross dresser with his fucking sports bra on and his big belly hanging out. Somebody doing a split. I don't know. Look at Richard Nixon's fucking grandson and heiress. Jesus Christ, look at the fucking gigantic rack on her. You know what is funny, though? The Church of Scientology got busted for photoshopping and more people at, a, at an event in Portland to make it seem like a huge crowd when in reality only 750 people were there. Or the Catholic Church is fucking trying to, 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 to ruin Scientology and claiming that they photoshopped people in when they didn't. You know, kind of like how the NFL tried to stop the AFL. Who knows? But I can tell you what, you can take both those religions and toss them in the fucking trash. You know, how old are you people? Nobody knows what's out there after you die. All right? Stop getting up early on Sunday. There's really no point to it. Sleep in. Um, real age. What's up, Bill? This is so and so in such and such city. Me and my fiance are getting married soon, and her fucking Wookiee of a mother or the rest of her family still don't know how old I am. Well, that's great, sir. That's a great way to start a relationship for the rest of your life. Uh, she is 23, and I'm 37. We've been making each other come for three years now. Any advice on how to break this info to these cunts? Yeah, I have some advice. Why don't you call off the fucking marriage? Why don't you do that? All right? Considering this is the woman that you love and the way you describe your relationship is that they make each other come for the last three years, you're describing the mother of this woman you allegedly love as a fucking Wookiee. Um, yeah. But considering she's probably going to age like her, I guess she's eventually going to turn into a Wookiee too. I don't know, dude. You don't sound like you're mature enough. I, I know, But you could also just be trying to make me laugh. So I have no idea. Um, wow, it's a little late for this, sir. You know, this is actually ruined because I went to a wedding. This is why I'm back here in Boston. I actually went to a wedding, one of the great weddings I ever... Yeah, isn't, is there anything fucking better than going to a wedding where the two people look like they should be getting married. You just see it. You feel the spark between the two of them. There's nothing better. You combine that with great food and an open bar and a great live band. I'll tell you, you got yourself a hell of an evening. I went to an awesome wedding this weekend. Me and the lovely Nia, we had a great time. And uh, now I got to read this shit. Um, any advice on how to break this info to these cunts? Yeah, I'd write a poem. I'd figure out what rhymes with 37. Maybe you could sing it to him. I love your daughter. When I'm with her, it's heaven. Oh, by the way, I got great pubes. Because I'm 37. Yeah. Sorry about that, you fucking Wookiee. How about that? Why don't, <laughs> Why don't you do something like that? I don't know how to do that, sir. I've never been involved in a lie that deep. That's that's some deep shit there, sir. Listen, you, you're going to have to fucking tell them soon, or the only way out of this is there's going to be a couple of body bags. 
All right? What's wrong with you? Why didn't you tell them out of the gate? You know why? Because you feel like a creep, don't you, sir? You feel like a creep. You know? When you make references to Britney Spears and she doesn't even know who that is. That's actually me. You know, the other night I used that reference because I, I needed a reference for a floozy and I threw out Britney Spears and then like this younger crowd just sat there staring at me and I actually did the math in my head and I had to be like wait a minute Britney Spears is now a 31 32 year old divorced mother of two and I was just like Jesus Christ I'm fucking old who is the floozy reference of the moment you know you can't even say Lady Gaga at this point she's so fucking old now she had to get a hip replacement you know, like your grandmother. Taylor Swift, right? Maybe it's her. Taylor Swift looks like one of those cats that just fucking creeps you out. You know that voodoo shit? Like they sit on your chest and they suck the soul out of you? She is that. Like, you could never snuggle with her and not feel that she was slowly killing you. You know? Do you think she sleeps in a pod? Doesn't she have like that? That web toe look about her. That's really mean, but I don't know. I saw this thing on her 60 Minutes one time, and the crowd was cheering, and she looked up in the upper deck, and she just did the creepiest look to the upper de deck and just went, oh, my God. Like, really, like, this totally phony, like, I can't believe you guys are cheering at me like that. I don't know. Oh, Christ, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Uh, past is prime. Prime, question mark. Hello, William. I need some advice. By the way, you guys, you all realize I'm a moron, right? I flunked everything in high school. Okay? This is on you. If you take my advice and it doesn't work, you know, you should go talk to somebody who actually professionally gives out advice. And part of your therapy session should be why you take advice from somebody who doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Oh, Bill, shut up and just read it. Okay, all right. Hi, Bill. I need some advice. My fiance and I used to have ins an insane sex life, two to three times a day, crazy marathon sex sessions. We used to ce celebrate Sexter Day. What does that mean? What is that, when you reminisce about how much you fucked yesterday? Ah, you kids, I don't even know what you're talking about. Sexter day, boo-boo. All my fucking seems so far away. I put it in your ass and not because I'm gay. I just fucked your veg enough fucking times. Ooh, your fucking veg. You know, it's like I woke up and the lyrics just came to me to the point I thought, did someone else talk about this? Somebody else already write this song? Um, not for lack of trying on my part. I love giving him blowjobs. Oh, what a champ. She says she loves giving blowjobs. And now he always says, not right now when I try. Uh, we welcomed our first baby six months ago. I am now in better shape than I was before I got pregnant. I do yoga and run every day and feel sexier than ever. I am 22 and he is 40. Is he past his prime? He's been stressed out lately. Does that keep men from getting it up? Um, he was my first, so the only thing I know about male sexuality is what I know about him. Usually he can't keep his hands off me. 
Help, Bill. It's hard not to take this personally. Thank you. Well, aren't you a sweetheart? Um, you like giving blowjobs, and you're very polite. And you know how to write a letter. God damn it, you're a keeper. And you were a virgin at 22. You saved yourself. And here this guy comes along, the grizzled vet in the final year of a three-year contract. You know? Once you sign the contract, he stops producing. Well, I, for one, I feel for you. Um, did he watch you give birth? You know, that, that, that new thing that they do over the last 20, 30 years? Back in the day, you used to just stand out in the waiting room with the big stogie. Just stand out. How's she doing? Is her blood pressure dropping? Oh, she passed away on the table? Ah, fucking $120 in cigars out the window. You used to stand out there in the waiting room. You know? And you let the doctors be doctors. I don't understand why the guy has to be in there. I, I don't. This is a big fucking debate between me and the lovely Nia. Like, I don't understand why this, why you have to fucking be in there. You know, when I go down to Midas Muffler, do I fucking stand underneath it as he's sitting there and the sparks are flying? I don't know how to weld. You know? Hey, you got a busted aspirator tube. I don't know where that is. I don't know what it is. Why am I there? You know? I should be out in the fucking waiting room. So anyways, what, did he stand there and then just watch something alive come out of your vagina? Maybe it's it's kind of because I hear that guys have like maybe performance issues after that. You know, there's a whole bunch of things that could be going on here. So I don't want to put too many. How are you guys doing financially? How is his job security? You know, does he spend a lot of money? Is this the other shoe about ready to drop? Are you one of those? One of those couples that I see on those reality shows. You know, does he wear like a lot of T-shirts or like button-down shirts that have a lot of designs on them? A lot of drawing? You know, does he fake tan? Is he one of those guys? Because if he's one of those guys, then I would guess that you're actually broke and have been broke for eight months and he doesn't know how to tell you. Um, but if he's a regular guy... All right, I'm, I'm joking around too much about this. This is actually a serious thing. All right, help me, Bill. It's hard not to take this personally. Um, I would bring it up to him. You got to sit down and uh, hopefully he's not a walled-off emotional psycho like most guys. If you bring it up, and hopefully you can bring it up to him without him getting mad. But um, I, that's what I would do. I bring it up and just be like, hey, uh, you know, you haven't been banging me lately and uh, I know I'm looking pretty good and you used to do it all the time. What's what's the deal? You know, just that's the essence of it. Just stretch that out into about eight minutes and say a lot of loving things. Um, do that thing where you put your hand on the, you know, the women, they put their hand on your their forearm, on the dude's forearm and they and they move you move your thumb side to side. And just be like, hey, how come we're not fucking anymore? I don't know how to do it. That's what I would do. I think you need to talk to him rather than me. Uh, I would not take it personally. You know, you're you're a fucking champ. You love giving blowjobs. You're in the prime of your life. You had a kid. What did you do? You got yourself right back in shape. You're in the best shape of your life. 
It's not on you, so I wouldn't take it personally. So there's obviously something going on with him, and you love the guy, so try to help him bring it out, you know? Oh, Jesus. All right, there you go. There's that. <laughs> I hope that helped. I don't fucking know. Let's let's take a break from my ignorant, <laughs> my ignorant fucking advice to talk to you about this, everybody. E-voice. E-voice is the reason you're going to make more money in 2013. Well, actually, it's your great idea combined with E-voice. All right, E-voice, don't take all the credit, you know? All right, when your customers call, you'll have your own toll-free number, professional greeting, dial-by-name directory, and more. You'll sound more like a Fortune 500 company, and you'll blow away your competitors. E-Voice lets you give out one number that rings wherever you are, the beach, the bar, doesn't matter. You'll sound like you're at the office. you got to go to evoice.com and use the promo code BILL. E-Voice even takes all your voicemails, transcribes them, and sends them to you instantly as a text or email. So you can check your voicemails before the meeting ends, not to even look rude. You know, you won't even look rude. E-Voice is only 10 bucks a month. 10 bucks a month so your new little company can sound like a Fortune 5 company. 500 company it's an absolute bargain right now listeners to my podcast get a free trial of evoice for 30 days stop what you're doing right now hit pause set up your evoice trial and see what i'm talking about it's a great way to support my podcast and it's an easy way to make money this year go to evoice.com promo code bill that's evoice.com promo code bill or just go to the podcast page on billbird.com and click on the evoice banner ad right now okay now, you know when I bring this stuff up, you know, you know that Father's Day is coming up. Oh, speaking of which, yesterday I took my mother out for an ice cream for Mother's Day. And I got up to the window and I realized I didn't have any money and then she had to pay for it. <laughs> I did hit an ATM on the way home, but it really kind of killed a lot of the vibe. Um but anyways, I was happy to be home for Mother's Day. So after Mother's Day, what comes next, everybody? Memorial Day. What comes after that? Flag Day. What comes after that? Father's Day. Actually, I think Father's Day is before Flag Day. And what do I sell you every year? The man-great system. The man-great system, everybody. This Father's Day, think the man-great. What is the man-great, you ask? What is the man-great you think of as you rub your chin? This is what they are. These are actually great. I wish they had these when I was a kid, when I was growing up on my little hibachi. Uh, they're 100% made in America. Made in America. Cast iron grilling grates that are revolutionizing the way people grill. Heavy-duty grilling grates deliver exactly what you need to achieve that perfect steakhouse flavor. Chicken, steak, or veggies will never have tasted so good. No more flare-ups, no more dry meat, guaranteed. Name one of 2012's best grilling accessories by Men's Health Magazine. Basically what they are is, you know when you buy you buy some cheap-ass grill and they give you those little aluminum, you know, that grilling grate? This gives you the big steel ones, just like at the steakhouse. So it's basically like you went out and you bought some hatchback with the four-cylinder. All right, the man grate system make, allows you the ability to rip that four-cylinder out of the car and put a good old-fashioned American V8 on top. It's phenomenal. Uh, man grates are perfect, the perfect gift for Father's Day. Come on, every man loves to grill. 
Go to mangrate.com and enter the coupon code BURR, B-U-R-R, for their 1999 Father's Day special, or click the Mangrate banner on the show website. Uh, 100% made in America, 100% cast iron, 100% steakhouse quality in your backyard. All right? Remember, each Monday morning podcast order comes with a heavy-duty grilling brush. Again, that's the Mangrate Grill Enhancement System. Order today, mangrate.com, and enter the coupon code BURR, B-U-R-R, at the checkout. All right, there you have it. So back to the back to the questions. Back to the questions here. Where the hell am I? All right. Can we find it? There we go. All right, this one's titled Oh Jesus. Uh, Dear Billy Goat Fuckface. There's a new one. There's a new one. I am a 23-year-old man from Paducah, Kentucky. Now, why would you tell me that? I didn't want to read that. There's probably 18 people in your your town, right? Needless to say, there isn't much to do. About five months ago, I met a girl who was two years younger than me and moved into town from fucking East Kungamunga. Uh, we hit it off almost instantly. It was great. You know what? I'm going to have somebody bleep out this city. All right? I got to have them bleep out the city and the state. He goes, we hit it off almost instantly. It was great. She is beautiful, educated, and has a great ass. Sorry. A little Al Pacino for you. Uh, we took things slow, and I found that to be something unique in today's time. Most girls give it up within a day or two, but she wanted to take things slow, and I appreciated that. I found myself falling head over heels for this girl. I hadn't been with anyone in over two years, and I felt that it, if she was... And I felt as if she was a sign that maybe there was a bit of hope in this world to be happy. And she communicated with me that she felt the same way. Okay, so about two weeks ago, we went out to a bar and we had some drinks, played some pool and had a great time and ended up getting a little frisky with each other. I drove her home totally expecting that tonight would be the night I was going to bang this beautiful woman. When we reached her driveway, we started making out in the car and... Asked if she wanted to come in. She got real quiet and said under her breath, yes, but. And of course, I said, but what? And that's when she told me she is a transsexual. I literally yelled. I was so shocked by what I heard, I could hardly keep myself together. And I told her, him, whatever, that I wasn't going to go upstairs with her and I would call her tomorrow. And she got out of the car crying and said, I was born this way like some Lady Gaga shit. Wait a minute, trans, what is, what is, what is transsexual? Like a hermaphrodite? Wait a second. Ah, oh, Jesus, Bill, you're, t you're too fucking dumb. Why do you guys, why do you guys write me? Is this, is this the fun, is this the fun part of it? Just finding out how fucking dumb I am? Transsexual. This is hilarious. Now I have this on my search en engine. Transsexual. And Neil will use my computer and look up like transcontinental and transsexual is going to come up. Bill, is there something we need to talk about? Um, transsexual. Here we go. A person who's undergone a sex change operation. A person whose sexual identification is entirely with the opposite sex. 
All right. Well, that just made me even more confused. So if you had an operation, how were you born this way? Or she's, or the person saying, I just identified with being a female. Oh, I see. Okay, so they had a set. So the dude had a sex change operation. Okay. He goes, I haven't spoke to her since. It's S-I-N-C-E, not S-E-N-C-S-E. Um, that night, besides a few text messages. She's going on about how much she loves me and she is sorry she didn't tell me sooner. It's even gone as far as me having to turn off my phone because she won't stop calling. I've never been pursued like this before. What do I do? Part of me actually feels bad, but I can't see myself banging an ass every night while my sweaty balls slap against her sweaty balls. Now, wait a minute. I thought the person had the operation. Don't they remove that? You know, I don't fucking know. Regardless of how gay this may sound, I still think she is incredibly hot. I knew it was too good to be true. Should I tell her that I'm just not interested anymore and completely cut her off, or should I be her friend? Or should I go bang her ass? It's weird. The thought of banging her ass excites me, but the thought of her junk swinging around makes me want to throw up just thinking about it. Thanks, Bill, and come do a show in such and such state sometime, you fuck. Um, what should you do? Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know. What's funny is you're literally just like you're mentally where she is sexually. You know? I don't know. Like you got it. You got to It's like you're standing on the state line and you got a foot in either state. Just like her. You know? So I think your your emotions are normal. And I hate when fucking people get offended by this shit. And they go, that's fucking you. You know, they get all offended like that dude is now a woman. It's like, no, that is a dude that fucking uh, is a different kind of dude now. <laughs> you know, it's that's not a woman. It's still a dude. It's just a different kind of dude. You know what it's like? You ever see when somebody does uh, buys an old car and they take all the chrome off it? They want that nice clean look. Yeah, that's what they do to their 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 crotch. But, you know, that's a dude that took the chrome off. You know, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Other than. Uh, I, I don't I don't know do do, do like that, that fucking I don't, I don't know do 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 whatever the fuck you want to do is what I I would say let me go back and read what you said should I tell him I'm not interested anymore completely cut her off all right part of me actually feels bad because I can see myself because I can't see myself banging an ass every night while my sweaty balls slap against her sweaty balls. Well, if it makes you feel better, I don't think the balls are there anymore. Although, they might have kept them like a hood ornament. I have no idea. Oh, Jesus. 
I really am a moron. Uh, regardless of how gay this may sound, I still think she's incredibly hot. You know, why don't you just split the difference and get a blowjob? I, I don't know what to tell you. That's so funny. I knew it was too good to be true, this poor bastard. Um... Uh, I, I would say this. I'd say you'd want to sit on that decision. Don't be like the Baltimore Colts in the 1983 draft. Did you guys just watch that 30 for 30 where they immediately walked up two seconds in and they selected John Elway, you know, rather than fucking waiting the full two minutes or whatever to see if anybody gave him an offer? And then they ended up with nothing. I, I, I would, I'd sit on this one for a minute. Um, and I think that this person's actually pursuing you the way that they are because they're in a desperate situation, which is uh, the whole thing is in reality, the whole thing is unfortunate. You know, people should be able to be who they are. You should be able to like who you like. And that person should be able to, from day one, say that they're transsexual without getting judged. The reason why they didn't say it was because they were worried about this fucking moment here, which once again is another sad, depressing thing about humanity. Um, I would say follow your heart, sir. You know? And not your balls. If you really want to find love. There you go. Balls in your court. No pun intended. All right. Advice for a young lady. Hey, Billington. Um, very, very original ones this, this, this week. People coming up with different ways to butcher my name. I'm, I'm enjoying these. I am in need of some advice for a young lady. I, and I love that some women are actually piping in, despite the fact how much I talk about hockey on this podcast. What are you saying? Women don't like hockey? Yes, this is what I'm saying. Um, I'm an 18-year-old high school senior entering my freshman year of college. I got into my dream school with a scholarship. Ah, do you know how bad I wish that I did that? Wish I studied in high school. Anyways, and I'm moving out of my shithole town, and everything finally finally seems to be making up for all the shit that I went through in high school. One of my really good friends is going to the same university as I am, and we're renting an apartment together. However, my friend is an 18-year-old straight guy, and I am a straight girl. Uh-oh. Uh, the gender thing could add a whole other level of difficulty on top of adjusting to living with a new person in a new city uh, away from everything I grew up around. We've been friends practically since we were in diapers. We can talk, jam out to 70s rock, and watch the Chappelle show for hours, and we've never had issues with weirdness before. But I do understand that college introduces a lot of firsts, and I'm not going to lie, I'm a little nervous that a few too many... Oh, having a few too many drinks during a welcome weekend could lead to some inappropriateness. Weirder things, weirder things have happened. Um, I don't want to do anything to jeopardize our nearly two-decade-long friendship. So this kind of sounds like you're a little attracted to this guy. If you're this worried that something's going to happen, or maybe you are. You're 18. You're going from your parents' house to all of a sudden living with the guy. Maybe that's what it is. I'm going to guess that that's what it is. So anyway, so my question. What tips do you have to stop anyone from stepping over the line with the male slash female roommate? Also, in general, what tips do you have for living with a roommate? Nia's opinion on this would be epic. 
thanks, and fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't as great. Fuck you last week. Um, you know what? Maybe this Wednesday uh, we'll do another neolog, and I'll read this one. But right now I'll just give you my own ignorant um, thought on it. Oh, wait, wait. By the way, there's, there's a PS to this, everybody. There's an epilogue, just like the streets of San Francisco. P.S. Might I add that we've both been in various relationships while friends. He often asks me for girl advice, and I ask him for guy advice. He currently has a girlfriend who I really like and am friends with, but they are breaking up in June when she leaves to study abroad. I am currently single. Oh, yeah. You guys are going to bang within fucking eight minutes. Within eight minutes of your, of your, your college career. Um, all right. So basically what you want to do, you're not asking me, should you or should you not move in with this guy? You're going to move in with this guy. So, um, what you're really saying is basically, how do I not fuck this guy? Well, I can only do it from the male perspective, which is what I would do is every morning before I ever even walked out into the living room was I would rub one out <laughs> oh, God. to try to get that fucking, you know, urge out of me. I think what you need to do is sit down and talk with the guy and just say, listen, we have a great friendship, but I don't want to ruin this. I know we're moving in together and everything, but... um. You know, obviously, we're going to be in close quarters, you know, sharing a bathroom and blah, 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 blah. You, you know what you have to do? You have to lay down the law if that's what you really want to do. But if you actually like this guy, like I think you might, um, if you actually like him, like him, and think you could actually, did I just say that? If you like, li I mean, like, like him, like him, like him, you know what I mean? Do you? I mean, God, you guys, this could be the one. Um, if you actually like this dude like that, then you should not move in with him. You should be in a separate apartment. And uh, that way, if you start dating him, you don't immediately start by living with one another. You know, that's just too far down the road. So what I would do if I was you is I would sit down and talk to him, okay? If you don't like this guy like this and you really want to preserve your friendship, I would sit down and have a talk to him, a talk with him and just say, listen, we cannot get drunk and make out and, and fucking round second base, slide into third. We can't, we can't do this shit, all right? Okay, I'm telling you that right now. It's not happening or whatever you got to say. Or if you actually really like this guy, um... You got to tell him that. Just say, I think ah, maybe I like you a little more than just friends. I don't know. I don't know if this is just a little phase. I have no idea. But if that's the case, I don't want to move in with you. You know? Does that make sense? You know what? You're right. There's going to be a neolog this week, everybody. Fuck this. I'm too dumb to answer this one. This one involves uh, feelings that I don't understand. All right, so basically that's the podcast for this week, everybody. Um, once again, I want to thank Emerson College for giving me uh, that award, and I want to thank Stephen Wright for bringing me up and saying all those nice things that he did. 
And uh, lastly, but not leastly, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be at the Mirage Casino in Las Vegas this Friday and Saturday night. Then I have a week off, and then I'm gonna do a nice tour through Jersey, uh, Maryland, and uh, Baltimore. I'll be at the Count Basie Theater on May 29th with the Teen Idol Sensation, fresh off his hit half-hour special on Comedy Central. Um, we're going to be at the Count Basie Theater in Red Bank, New Jersey on June 30th. I will be in Baltimore, Maryland. Sorry, I don't have my, the name of the theater in front of me. On the 31st of June, of, of May, also known as June 1st. Or is there a 31st? There is a 31st, May 31st. I will be in Easton, Pennsylvania, and then on June 1st, I'll be in Atlantic City for two shows. So if you're in or around that area, area, why don't you come on out, you know, come out to some shows, and uh, hopefully I'll make you laugh your ass off there. Oh, hey, and I got to thank that crowd that came out to the Bottle Rock, uh, Bottle Rock uh, Music Festival. I did a show at 4 in the afternoon while a band was playing right next door, and uh, I fought through the, that bass line that was crushing all of my jokes, and the level of patience that that crowd showed was, was phenomenal. Um, all right, so here we go. That's the podcast for this week. Go fuck yourself. Don't, don't take any shit from anybody. Talk, pass up.